Warning, the Chaotic Culture Podcast is a program for mature audiences. The language and content presented in this podcast is of a mature nature that some audiences may not find suitable. Viewer and listener discretion is advised. Grab your loved ones and bring them closer Extra, extra, read the poster The KKP is taking over Sleeping on me, better smell the Folgers I've been razor sharp since the Motorola Off the O, like the cover over Popping bottles, get all in the sofa It's a celebration, though the times is hard It's raining blessings, give it up to God Chaotic culture, the greatest part We can't the pro, the one in charge But it's a celebration, times is hard It's raining blessings, give it up to God Chaotic culture, the greatest part We can't the pro, the one in charge We're living in a chaotic culture We're living in a chaotic culture Welcome to another edition of the Chaotic Culture Podcast, the pod where chaos rules and black culture is elevated and embraced. This podcast will deep dive into modern black culture and how millennials and Gen Z can navigate the crazy parts from finances, music, black business highlights, home ownership, HBCUs, sports, black nerddom, anime, wrestling. If it encompasses black culture, we're going to cover it. Live from the 75, I am the host and the creator of the Chaotic Culture Podcast, your boy Ked the Pro, a.k.a. the Calculated Millennium, the Cutlass Diamond, a.k.a. Don't be pushing on my buttons in my cutlass unless you cutting, a.k.a. Chaotic Ked, Ked the Poet, Ked the Closer, Ked the Hoochie Hashira, and your favorite Toxic Adjacent King. The 843 is me, but VA is where I stay. Always chaotic, never toxic. Back again, once again, for your favorite Black culture highlights and Black culture shenanigans. With me are three members of the usual suspects, of course, starting with the first lady of the pod, Miss Nasa. Please go ahead and introduce yourself. Y'all already know what is good. It's your girl, Nasa, a.k.a. Tony Noir, the female Picasso. Uh, welcome to the station, honey, and good vibes, good vibes only. Um, I hope that everybody has had a good start to y'all's year, because, you know, we definitely told 2023 to come in and sit the hell down. But, you know, I hope everybody's having a wonderful new year so far. So how's everybody been? It's T. We've been good so far, so far. I'm alive. <laughs> Alive, okay. Look, <laughs> look okay. that's a good way to start. Alive, <laughs> alive. Look, uh, blessings, <laughs> blessings on blessings. Indeed. Next, of course, we have the second lady of the pod, the old school aficionado, Sappy. Please go ahead and introduce yourself, ma'am. What's good, people? This your girl, Sappy. You no know, AKAs or hey, hey, hey's. And uh, we got a good episode for y'all today, so we're gonna get into it. Word, word, word. And then finally with us, first made of the pod, Law, please go ahead and introduce yourself, sir. Happy New Year. What's good, folks? Glad y'all joining us this week. If y'all can, sit back, relax, and let's get to it. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, it's a new year, ladies and gentlemen, which means new topics, new things coming up for the pod. Y'all already know what time it is, but... 
first and foremost, we always got to start with our mental health check. So in reverse order, uh, Law, how has your mental health been so far for this new year? My first day of the year has been great. I spent today in church. Um, yeah, I really have no no real complaints as of yet. I hope to keep it that way. Word. <laughs> I, I like the sound of that, man. He's like, you don't want no surprises for 2023, at least no bad surprises. Speaking of, we already got one that we got to talk about. But anyway, uh, Sappy, how's your mental health been so far? So far, so good, but we only one day in, so uh, <laughs> anything can happen, but hopefully it stays on the positive side, and I'm excited to see what 2023 has to offer me, and has to offer all of my, my good friends and family, so hopefully we all get this money, and uh, we all have, have a good year. I hear that, I hear that, and Miss Nasa, how is your mental health been, ma'am? Um, my mental health has been steady. You know, today was a good day. I started off the day with some exercise, you know, trying to get the, you know, blood flowing, blood working, you know, stuff like that. But, um, you know, today was good and I'm, I'm praying and hoping that, you know, that it, it remains that way for the rest of the year. So. I like the sound of that. And then for me, uh, the, the start of the new year has been kind of, eh, eh, um, the, I guess the start was cool when, you know, when the clock hit 12 and it was happy new year, I was, you know, drunk off wine. I was having a little bit of fun, but really wasn't a lot of fun because I wasn't with a lot of my people and everybody I wanted to hang with was either sick or out of town. So it was just like, dang, yo. Um, and then. I was a little too lit to go to church or go to watch night service. So I was like, man, I just got to get up in the morning to get my behind the church <laughs> this morning. So that's where I went, uh, went to church this morning, you know, got a clear head and a clear mind and spent some time with, with God today, uh, praying, uh, getting some things done in the house, cleaning. So uh, mental health is OK still. It's just it, it just kind of feels like eh, the for the start of the day as things went along. Um, but I mean, it's nothing that. It's going to bother me. At least I don't think it's going to bother me. So hopefully tomorrow will come with renewed energy and hopefully tomorrow will be a better day. Uh, as far as our uh, fifth co-host, I'm not sure where Johnny is at. His uh, phone went straight to voicemail. So I hope everything is OK with him and uh, hopefully he'll respond and join us soon. If he doesn't, we'll just have to catch him next episode uh, and we'll go from there. Anyway, uh, now that our mental health is has been covered, um, first, before we really get started, and I just thought about this, NASA actually just dropped a project with Zay Blaze. Uh, NASA, please talk to us a little bit about that, ma'am. Y'all already know. Okay, let, let me tell you something. I just we just dropped a, a new project called Players Club. It is out on all streaming platforms, all music streaming platforms. So definitely go check that out. You know, get into your pimp, get into your pimp phases, you know, get into your, you know, your cool phases. But yeah, play a couple, Players Club is out. So go, go check that out. Hey, I hope everybody hey. enjoyed it. And I want to know what your favorite song is. So please let me know. I'm going to let you know next episode because like for some reason I had it 
and then I lost track of time and I haven't been listening to music other than Christmas music for like the last three days. And then today it popped in my head like, yo, she I'd literally just put it on Instagram that you had a project and I've been meaning to listen to it and tell me why I go on Spotify and your name got that check mark next to it. So, uh, yeah, it, this shit. Wait, hold on. <laughs> hold on. I got a check mark. Yeah, it says verified artists under under NASA, man. You you may want to look into that because, yeah, uh, I remember when you f- dropped your first few projects, it was kind of hard to find you. Now, you type in NASA with an accent on the A, it pops right on up. Okay, period. Is it? See, I'm claiming I'm claiming that 2023 is my year. I was just I was actually listening to all of my songs the other day, like. And I got some really heavy hitters. Like, I ain't going, I'm not going to sit here and cap. Like, I think I got some really good songs. And one of them is going to go viral. So one of them. And I'm I'm claiming that in, the, in 2023. So. As you should. You show is verified on Spotify. Look at you. Hey. Little blue, little verification, check by you. Verification, verification. Okay. Verification, check stamp, a blue dot. Okay. Period. But I tell you, my favorite track on that on that EP is High. That is my favorite. Dude, I'm glad that you like that one because that is actually um, interesting enough. My younger brother did that beat for High. Come on, family. Hey, he become Come a through with the beats. They just know. He just knows. Okay, so I'm glad that High um, is your favorite because that has actually been a, a favorite for everybody. So. Hey. hey. Hey, well, definitely shout out to your brother and shout out to you. Um, you you really are putting in work and shout out to Zay Blaze. We got to get him on this pod. I don't know when, but we'll uh we'll find a way to get him on here. Yeah, oh, so for sure. Probably interview both of y'all and talk about the the EP a little bit and what other projects y'all got coming up or what other projects he got coming up. Uh, anyway, but let's not. But hold on, hold on, because mm-hmm. we also got some more coming. So stay tuned on that. Hey, we love we got to some hear more it. coming. Yeah. Love to hear. I always it. say that y'all two together, y'all make fire. So I don't know if this is something that's gonna be long term, but I say keep it up, keep it up. Oh, for sure, for sure. Absolutely. All right, all right, all the, right. Still is gonna do versus the Ravens, man. Shit, they better win. Uh, I know that's for <laughs> damn sure. Look, last time we were, uh, we we had Mitch Trubisky starting, and we lost by two points. This time. Uh, Kenny Pickett is starting, so I'm hoping if we can win, we are still alive for the playoffs when we really shouldn't be. And shout out to Mike Tomlin because he gets a lot of flack, but truthfully be told, this Steelers team is not that talented. They really should not be winning anything at all, for real, for real. And somehow we've managed to get to seven and eight. So I'm not complaining one bit. Shout out to that Nuke. That good brother is really doing good work in coaching up that team. And it really speaks to how good of a coach he is. And hopefully we can slide in the playoffs, man. Uh, Speaking of football, uh, yeah, I watched some bowl games yesterday. And, yeah, definitely shout out to the the Georgia Bulldogs. Got one a nail biter, literally, against Ohio State. And... Texas Christian University or TCU surprised the fuck out of everybody and beat Michigan. That was a wild-ass game, too, when it got to that second half. You know, Uh, I actually kind of saw that coming. 
Um, I'm not going to say that I, I counted Michigan out, but I, I felt like, you know, TCU is, was definitely the quote-unquote underdog, and they came in and they showed out. They they were the hungrier team. Indeed. Indeed. And then it's like Michigan finally woke up in the second half, but by that time, t- every time that Michigan had an answer or two, TCU had another one. And it just seemed like that entire second half, they didn't play defense at all. It was like, okay, we just going to go touchdown after touchdown after touchdown. They were trading scores at that point. It's like, okay, is anybody going to, like, clamp down for real, for real? But end of the day, man, shout out to TCU. So we're going to get TCU versus Georgia in the national championship game, which I believe is not tomorrow, but next Monday, the 9th. And that should be an interesting game. So shout out to that. And... I think that's really all as far as like football, because, yeah, the playoffs are starting to shape up. But we'll talk about that next episode when the playoffs are like really in set and we can discuss what our predictions are for the upcoming Super Bowl. I was going to say, I'm going to have no comment on any of those uh, topics because, you know, when you put it in the air, <laughs> you get disappointed. So uh, I'm going to just be a, a viewer the next couple of weeks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I get you, bro. I get you. I'm just gonna say if the stale if the Steelers make the playoffs, I'm gonna talk my shit because we weren't supposed to make it. We were not supposed to be here for like three years in a row. And somehow, some way we keep making the playoffs. So whether we win a playoff game or not, I, that's not important. The important thing for me is get in, but it's neither here nor there. Anyway, real quick, just wanted to talk about one thing. That was on my mind as of recently, and we didn't talk about this because obviously this happened a few weeks ago, but we have finally had come to the end of the uh, Daystar Peterson trial or the Tory Lanez trial. And no, it is not the Megan the Stallion trial. It is the state of California versus Daystar Peterson, just so that everybody is aware. Uh, we came to that end and he was found guilty on all three counts. And a lot of people, a lot of people were still trying to take Tory's side. A lot of people were still making comments, still saying that uh, there was no evidence on the gun and shit like that. Uh, I just want to hear your thoughts about, of course, the verdict. And then, of course, the 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 released audio, because it wasn't leaked. The trial is over. Obviously, they can release evidence after the trial is leaked. But that I believe that phone call has actually been out for some time, but they released a longer clip of it. And people can actually hear what was said. And a lot of people shut up when they heard that clip. So um, any comments? I want to hear what you guys' thoughts are about the end of the trial. I got a comment. Oh, go ahead. (laughs) I got a lot. Let's go, Sandy. Let's go. Uh, (laughs) um, I just feel like since the beginning, the facts didn't make sense as to why he was instigating so much. If he knew all of these, all of these, uh, what is the word for it? evidence was building up against him like if you knew that there was a phone call if you knew that old girl uh has said that you like that you were the one who shot Megan if you already knew that all of this evidence was available why are you on all these third-party sites or all these blogs saying I ain't do it she lying on me blah 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 if you knew that that this evidence was going to come out anyway now I know you always got to say innocent until proven guilty. guilty. you can't be dumb <laughs> 
but you can't because at, it wasn't Megan who even said anything to make make it in the in the public light. You know what I'm saying? He was the one who was going on all these blogs and saying, "Oh, she lying on me. I ain't never said. I ain't never shot her." Blah 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 blah. But like she never said anything from the jump. It was you who brought it out to the light. So if you knew all of this information was already available as evidence against you, why would you why would you make something or bring something out into the public knowing that it would be you know, it would blow up in your face like that. Like, he couldn't have been that smart. I don't know if maybe he was trying to get, like, his music out or, you know, start a little scandal so that he can get more popular in the limelight, but the math isn't mathing because now he just looks like a fool. And all those people who keep on backing him up talk about, oh, you know, it's the system. They always want to put a Black man in jail. No, he put his dumb ass in jail. Like, sir. Correct. Absolutely. Sir. Correct. I was just going to say, correct. Like, mountain of evidence. Correct. You look like a fool. <laughs> it's just crazy because like as they were explaining it like first off Kelsey I'm not gonna say it's smart but she's smart you feel no me? she dumb as hell come on now <laughs> <laughs> but, I'm sorry but she, made, she took the she took that uh, deal to where they can't use uh, something against her or she had immunity or something so she essentially could have told everything that happened and how it played out it really sounded like uh, a lover's court you know but she did throw in the little in the little clip, they expose both of themselves. Exactly. So mm-hmm. like that's what I said. She's smart, but she's stupid. But like, so like to hear like how she went about it, like she shot Megan. I don't care what nobody say. Cause when they did the uh the neighbor analysis, he said, I saw the the shots come from the small girl, and you know what I'm saying? The way they described it is you know who the big girl is, and you know who the small girl is. A, I mean, Tori a little small too. So, mm. <laughs> but Tori is small. They said that in in the uh, in the witness interview too. Said that the the driver was the big guy, and the the small guy ran around to the small girl side, and that's where the pop 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 came from. And then the subsequent pop pop pop, like either you know what I'm saying. So, either Kelsey shot her and and covered it up for for Megan, or Tori shot him. Because he was tired of both of them, and he was just trying to get both of them to stop fighting. Either way, either way, she she got uh she good because then he offered her like a million dollars to be quiet, something like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. either way, she got money. She got mm-hmm. look, she got paid, and she got the nigga locked up. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, outside the uh of that part of the trial, I've just it was so crazy because. As y'all said, it, was like, it seemed like she was playing a game during the trial and like she didn't want to say anything and she kept trying to plead the fifth. And honestly, you got to give I don't want to say give credit to, but you really got to look at Tory's lawyers and just figure out what the hell were y'all doing? Because have they not said or done one thing during that uh, witness testimony? They probably would have never played the entire uh interview where she admitted to saying that you know how tory actually did shoot her and how he saw her um i might say shoot he got his lawyers off a wish <laughs> <laughs> and you, like mm-hmm. for real for real like he uh um somebody also said that he uh he got his lawyers off a task rabbit just because of how poor the um the actual argument was <laughs> and Bruh. it's crazy because the uh prosecution had 47 at least 47 pieces of evidence against him and they had all of what four or five and 
I, I got to talk about the gun situation because a lot of people that were on the blogs and on social media and whatnot were saying they didn't find any evidence on the gun. And I was like, no, they said that the DNA evidence was inconclusive, which means they couldn't determine whether his DNA was on there or not. It doesn't necessarily mean that it was not on there. Inconclusive does not mean his DNA was not on the gun. And I right. hope that people realize that, you know, because that means that there were multiple handprints on that gun. But there was gun residue on him, so it's like he touched the gun at some point. Either way, I just find this absolutely funny because, as he said, the witness testimony, they this, this was the star defense witness testimony, and they pretty much, I don't know what they were thinking, but that witness testimony said, nah, he pretty much was shooting everywhere um, after you know, where uh, the situation where he saw the, the uh, flash of light between the two girls, he's saying that he saw him with the gun going pop, pop, pop. This is like he's shooting everywhere. I'm like, OK, yeah. And then the phone call released and granted, he didn't say that he shot her, but the, everybody knows that these phone calls are bugged. Everybody knows that police investigators are listening to this. So, yeah, of course, he's going to mince his words and he's not going to admit that he did it. But. Just from putting your context clues together, that man said that he was so drunk and that he had never done anything like that before. And if y'all remember what Tori had said in the past about uh, that, he during that phone call, he was telling that he apologized for sleeping with the both of them. Uh, that's not what that it, that conversation implied when you listen to that phone call. That phone call implied that he did some shit. And mm -hmm. what did he do? He did some shit in that moment. So what was it? And clearly, cl clearly, yo, like it's either way. He's been convicted. Uh, I don't know when the sentencing is, but they star Peterson is, is clearly going to probably get ba sent back to Canada and probably will have to do some time. And Who would have thought that you know, bag both of them. I'm just saying. Mm. Honestly, let this be a lesson. Another where you listen. <laughs> uh, let this be a lesson. Oh, when a when a when a woman or just a in this case a black woman says her truth, believe it the first time. Yes. Let 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 this be a lesson. Like so, we it's don't have to sit here and do she whole. Had to defend herself. Mm -hmm. Had to defend herself, and then in in the end of it, just for her to be found out, she was being honest. Okay, so yeah. Let's let this make this let this be a lesson. Believe a black woman the first time when she tells her her drama. And the crazy thing is, is that she was willing to protect him until, as Sappy said, he started going on these bloggers websites and started going on social media, started calling into these shows and started pushing an agenda, pushing Had an agenda, pushing an agenda. And let's be also very, uh, very clear, like all the other like notions like there was just so many notions like oh oh she was sleeping with somebody else and all this like despite who she was sleeping with despite who she was messing with sh she should have never been shot at like that is not an exactly. indication to shoot anybody it it, it is, just doesn't make any sense i'm like okay so she slept with tori and so did kelsey what does that have to do with him shooting her Right. Like what what does that have anything to do? Are you and I see what the lawyers were trying to do. They were trying to paint this picture that if she lied about this, she would also lie about the the actual shooting. And it's like I I I, I it's like there's no correlation in, in between those two uh 
situation. So I'm just going to leave it at that. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm with you. Uh, I'm with everybody on this. It's just like, man, you believe black women the first time they tell you something. You know, now, if 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 we find out later on that they lied, it's like, OK, we'll find whatever. But in this case, the only person that lied was Tori. Mm-hmm. And and Kelsey did he, technically because did he yeah. not take the did he take the witness stand or no he did, did not he, he did not take the stand he, he oh, didn't okay. take the witness stand which is like bro if you are innocent then why get on that get up on the witness the stand and say something yeah because he so, would have really incriminated himself had he did it exactly so so yeah it is what it is the trial is over everybody heard the uh released phone call now and a lot of people are starting to change their mind and it's just like there's still some people who will defend daystar can we talk about his parents oh gosh (laughs) guys it's the purple lipstick for me <laughs> can we can we discuss that real quick? Yeah, yeah. Y'all go ahead. First make y'all comments. Parents made a whole entire fool of themselves, but that's oh, all absolutely, think. absolutely. I I agree. Like they definitely made a fool out of themselves, and then for them to blame Rock Nation, what the hell does Jay Z and Beyonce got to do with this? They uh, got nothing I was getting to ready this. to say that now. <laughs> the running the running gag now is that if something goes wrong, blame Rock Nation. Blame Jay Z, blame Rock Nation. Blame you, you lost Rock your Nation. job, blame Rock Nation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you losing money, blame Rock Nation. Your bills ain't covered, blame Rock Nation. Like it's it is ridiculous, man, how people have took that gag and run with it. But I guess people felt that because I don't know, did because I guess Rock Nation is counseling Megan, so I guess they feel as though. Um, they had something to do with it. I'm like, Rock Nation ain't do shit Mm-mm. with this trial, but they had nothing to do with this trial. Uh, but all hey. I can do is shake my head, man. Them, them parents are crazy. And Sabby said this before the pod actually started, but it's just crazy how his dad's name is Sunstar. And it's like when I heard when the first time I had heard that, I was like, you know, that makes sense now, but. It's good old Canadian boy. Good old Canadian boy. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, anyway, uh, Sabby actually makes a good point. We got to talk about two other topics that just uh popped up here. Uh, so one boy, Lakeith Stanfield, what happened? What so he proposed to his girl, he proposed to his girl. But apparently he had a secret family. Bitch. I don't think they were secret. I think he was just pulling a Drake. You Ellie, as a celebrity, personally, I don't know how he is with her. So I can't be like, oh, he ain't taking care of his baby. Like, I just, I don't know. Based off of what the girl is saying, she's saying he's a deadbeat dad. You know, he's not taking care of the child, blah, 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 blah. However, she also said that he's not claiming her child. And I don't know how, like, she wanted, like, by her post posting on social media, I don't know how she wanted everyone else to react against him because he also has another child with another celebrity and neither one of them have, have posted their daughter. So I just feel like, does she expect him to post the child all over social media? Like, what does she expect him to do to claim that child so that the world can know? I mean, I feel like he was pulling a Drake. Not everybody needed to know who your baby or, you know, what your baby looked like. 
However, if he's a Debbie dad, then he needs to step up because that's just a, a no-no. Now, mm-hmm. granted, I think that was kind of effed up what she did as soon as old girl posted the engagement photo. She was like, I, 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 I want to uh, interrupt your happiness and show the world that you're a Debbie dad. Like, dang, give him at least 48 hours of happiness. You know what I'm saying? I'm saying. Like, dang. But Same. I mean, if you got to call him out, call him out because at the end of the day, you got to take care of what you, you know, what you brought into this world. However, I think eh, it was a little tasteless. Give him like 48 hours of happiness, you know what I'm saying, before you you drop a TMZ story out there, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. TMZ story is crazy, but it is factual. Uh, that being said, I also had, there were a lot of questions going on as to whether the fiance knew about this situation. And from what I've been told, apparently she does. So it's like, it wasn't a secret to her. It was just a secret for the rest of the world because, and as you said, this is kind of like a Drake situation. Not everybody need to know his business. Not everybody need to know Lakeith's business about his kids or whatnot, unless he's a deadbeat father. And if that is true, then bombing honestly, well, well, you step up. Honestly, the whole like exposing him as a deadbeat father—that's kind of also kind of like a personal situation yeah. that could be handled, and that could be handled. Outside of in the courtroom, you know, in the the courtroom, like okay, so if he has a child, he doesn't that doesn't really need to be exposed to us because that has nothing to do with us. If he's a deadbeat, that has nothing to do with us. That's something that he himself has to handle with his family. It's like revenge porn, but not as severe. Exactly, like we we. As social social media has has such a bad tendency of trying to expose every single part of a person's life. Like, let's keep some things personal. Cloud, cloud, doing too much for cloud. We got an episode on that, but anyway, uh, yeah, it's a crazy situation regarding that. But I do hope that he is taking care of his kids, and if he's not, I do hope that he will. Outside of that, yeah, exposing him was it's, it's definitely a little tasteless, especially if you're the circle already knew. It's not like you're revealing a big secret to at least the ones closest to him. You're just letting the world see. And as we said before, not, the whole world don't need to know your business. So even if you're not a celebrity, the whole world don't need to know your business. For sure. So please stop going on social media and posting all of your business for the whole world to see. Uh. All right, so Johnny just texted me back. He said that he's straight, but uh, I guess I'll figure out what's going on with him in a bit. Anyway, and lastly, in the, uh, I don't want to call it the gossip world, but in black culture, the the, the take, oh, this nigga was asleep. <laughs> what did I say? It'd be like that sometimes. <laughs> it really be like that sometimes. I, yeah, I went, yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> went to sleep at three. I didn't wake up until right before we started recording. <laughs> we be prepared, year. y'all. Don't make it seem like we not. We just be tired. <laughs> the, look, yes. the new year is new yearing already. Okay, okay. already, <laughs> already. already. Uh, so yeah, let's talk about this TikTok challenge gone wrong. Uh, uh, let me tell you something. I know Angela Bassett and uh, she told and her husband up. tore that ass. Not- Y'all not gonna lie though, Up. I did do the challenge on my mom. <laughs> <laughs> you did? Oh, Are you talking about the one where they, uh, they be nah, talking about people dying? Nah, because my best friend's 
sent me a yeah. clip of a girl mm-hmm. doing it to her Nigerian mother. And she the caption was, African mothers are very dramatic. I was like, yes, you're right. You know what? I'm going to do it too. I did it. The shit was hilarious. Follow up. Then I see it's an actual ta- challenge on TikTok. And then two days later, this video comes up and I'm like, okay, I think you took it just a little bit too far. Not a little mm. bit, a whole lot, a whole lot. A whole lot. Yeah, like you just, yeah, we're done with the challenge. X and A on the challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, Did you guys see the video of uh, Angela Bassett's son's apology? And, and that's yeah. what I wanted to bring up. That was yes. what we're talking about. <laughs> he decided to do that uh, video. Very and yeah, say the of course the his joke was um Michael B. Jordan had passed away and he tried to do that to his mom. And it's just like, bro, why would you do that knowing that you know how long she's worked with both Michael B. Jordan and Chadwick? And after dealing with the situation with Chadwick Bozeman, now you drop this on her. I mm. oh yeah, one. for those who don't know what the challenge was. So the challenge is um, you tell your parent like one of their favorite celebrities has passed away. You give like a random detail, their age, and you just say so-and-so has passed away and you record their reaction. Now, Angela Bassett and Courtney B. Vanson thought it would be very smart of him to say to his mother that Michael B. Jordan passed away. One of her coworkers, like somebody she actually knows. You're supposed mm-hmm. to do this challenge with random folks who don't know right. who these celebrities' last name is. You know what I'm saying? Like random people. You're not supposed to do their friend. Like, come on, that don't even make sense. Yeah, I, I if I was her son, I would have chose like a random celebrity that was not even. Not- no, I just feel like that's her peer group. Like, you can't even do that. Like, it's not mm-hmm. for celebrities to do because it's a six degrees of separation type thing. She probably actually knows. If he had done the randomest white celebrity, she probably still would have known them. Mm-hmm. But based on her reaction, yeah, it was like it, she she looked hurt. She looked hurt. <laughs> yeah. So, oh, when he no. said the name, I was like, "Son, no, nah, that's not funny." Yeah, and apparently, mm-hmm. uh, he said that she was sad for the rest of the day. So I know he I regrets bet she it. Was. It's like, damn, bro, you can't just drop that kind of trauma onto your mama like that, man. I know, Uncle Courtney. Got that belt and was fuck fuck fuck. His homeboy did okay. a reaction video. I'm talking about tears coming down his face. I'm, like, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to do a challenge like that. <laughs> well, hopefully he won his. Oh, well, hopefully he learned his lesson. I, I'm hoping so. And please don't 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 ever do that to your folks, man. Like Mm-mm. it's it's a it's a terrible challenge to start with, but especially if you know that you're celebrity parent has been through something and to go ahead and do a joke like that is it's I, i'm not i'm going to blame this on you it's like okay the, he's he's still kind of young he didn't know for real for real but yeah don't don't do that please yeah. don't i i honestly i don't i don't think i could ever see myself doing that joke to my mom anyway i can't just pick a random celebrity and tell them that they passed away and whatnot i i'm i don't have it in me to do that kind of uh joke or that kind of tiktok challenge i do i might do something else that might be actually funny but that no well, family already don't play with uh passing away as it is yeah i did it i told my mom michelle obama that yeah. oh it's my gosh it's oh not, gosh. It's not funny oh my god no that oh man if i told my mama that boy <laughs> <laughs> hell would have broke loose yeah, exactly real. exactly 
Um, speaking of passing, we do have to mention two people who uh, passed away. One uh, a few days ago and one who passed away today. Uh, so. Number one, of course, we got to say rest in peace to Barbara Walters. Uh, yes, very a pioneer in journalism and one of the best interviewers out there ever. And she passed away at 93 years old, so she lived a, a really good life. Uh, it's just it's sad to see when the legends go. And it's it's always sad to see when the pioneers go and just from the amount of interviews that she's done and keeping her keeping it as non-biased as possible and always asking the tougher questions. It's you see that a lot of journalism now is based around just what she brought to the table. So we definitely have to say rest in peace to Barbara Walters. Uh, any quick comments on that? Mm -mm. Um, I just wanted to say like, I think she was such a great pioneer for females in the industry because she was literally the first to have her own talk show as well as a leader in doing interviews. Everybody knows their their favorite Barbara Walters interview, whether she's shading somebody or, you know, she's mm -hmm. doing amazing journalism. So I just want to say, like, we thank her for all of her her talent and all she has brought to the journalism community um, and, you know, her pioneering the way for all women, especially one of the major ones that we all look, look up to now, Oprah, that's my girl, you know what I'm saying? Okay. So she, she definitely broke that glass ceiling and she made it, you know, available for other women behind her to actually do great journalism as well. This is facts. And... All I got to say is, you know, rest in peace to Barbara. Um, it, it, like you said, it's just kind of just one of those things. Just um, it, it kind of hits it hits a lot different when, you know, it's one of those pioneers, you know, people that we've actually seen and grown with throughout the years. So definitely rest in peace and, you know, you know, a whole bunch of love to their family. Absolutely. Absolutely. With that, we have to talk about another passing that just happened today and surprised the hell out of me. Uh, um, And it's still kind of crazy to talk about this because it's like, yo, she we literally just talked about the versus battle uh, a, a two, a two seasons ago. We talked about this. So uh, for those who. Uh, have not heard yet well you should have heard by now because by the time this episode drops it'll be Wednesday but in case you hadn't uh, Gangsta Boo has passed away and for those who don't know Gangsta Boo she was the only female member of 3-6 Mafia and yeah it's, it's crazy because I think she also just did a Drink Champs episode not too long ago too good lord man it's it's really hard when you see people that you listen to as you were growing up pass away. And the fact that she was only 43, I, this goes back to my young. saying that like rappers deserve to live long lives, man. And it's a damn shame when we don't see that happen. And to, to be so damn young, 43 is young. Yeah. Put them and, drugs down. Y'all stop. Stop being a uh, Kodak Black. 
You know what I'm saying? You ain't got to go super gremlin all the time, you know? No, okay. I mean, I get it. It's a, a point of, of coping, but, like, you feel me? You got to, you know what I'm saying, put the vices down and actually seek some, some therapy, yo. That's why we get up here and do a mental health check. So any rapper that listens to this podcast, yo, I, I real love wanting to see y'all make it to, you know, old age. I want to see y'all great and, and happy. You feel me? Just, exactly. You know what I'm saying? Get away from the drugs, man, because for sure. the drug industry is not for y'all. You feel me? Yeah, y'all might make y'all money from it, uh, quote unquote, <laughs> you know, but uh, seriously, like, they they putting stuff in these drugs, man, and it's, it's taking y'all out quicker than what it is keeping y'all in. Big nah, Scar just passed like that too. Yeah, um, uh, that's one I, I definitely forgot about Big Scar, but he damn he damn sure just passed not too long ago too. Oh my, that yeah, is so I mean, big to scar. be clear though, there hasn't been they haven't given the official cause of death, so we don't want to blame it on drugs. However, you know it's they haven't true. officially said what was the cause of death. So we're still waiting to hear on that. You're um, right, you're right. I apologize. Blame it on, so I mean, you know what I'm saying? I don't want to, you don't know. <laughs> right, right. When we get the, of course, the official cause of death, we'll, we'll say that. But I know people have been saying it's from an alleged overdose, but we don't want to, you know, make any assumptions until we get the actual uh, coroner's report. So, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll hear about the cause of death, I'm sure, in these coming days or weeks. But, yeah, it, e- either way, it's just crazy because, as you said, Big Scar was uh, a situation where that was drugs. But, you know, either these rappers are going out either through drugs or they're getting killed. It's just it's it's really, really difficult to you know to be in this hip hop culture and expect your your favorite artist to make it to that old age. And granted, I'm thankful that a lot of there's still a lot of rappers who have made it to that pinnacle, but it's still like. Come on, man. We want to see everybody get old and and whatnot. And we know that's not possible because, you know, when it's your time, it's your time. But if it's something that could be avoided, then we just hope that these rappers nowadays can it can get to a comfortable age, man. That's all I'm wanting. I want them to be able to gray and enjoy the fruits of their labor and enjoy their kids and their kids' kids and get a, a chance to live a long life. You know, it's it's one thing when something unfortunate happens and something out of your control, but when something that is in your control happens, then it's it's really not much to say other than I really hope that we can learn from this and grow from this and not fall into these pitfalls and traps that are set around us within hip hop culture. But it's really hard for me because I'm a three six mafia fan and now half of three six mafia has passed away. So it's it's really, really difficult to kind of comprehend that there's literally only three members left, Crunchy Black, DJ Paul, and Juicy J. Everyone else has has passed on. Um, Lord Infamous, Coops the Nigga, and now Gangsta Boo. So, yeah, uh, definitely rest in peace to Gangsta Boo. I'm definitely going to go back and listen to that Drink Champs episode again. Uh, and... I know like what she's done for the industry itself. She was going like crazy on their albums as a teenager. So 
and, I, and what a lot of people don't realize is how big of a pioneer she was because I know a lot of people don't talk about Gangsta Boo, but if you listen to a lot of her raps and a lot of her cadences, a lot of the raps that she was saying back in the 90s and the early 2000s base is is based on her lyrics like a lot of the stuff that's coming out now is based on some of the stuff that she was saying and a lot of the cadences from uh the the rap women now are based off gangsta boo i know we we put lil kim in in that hierarchy as well and in as well as other artists but gangsta boo really had a flow that was very impeccable so a big much love to the three six mafia family and i hope that uh, crunchy DJ Paul and Juicy can, you know, could come together again because having another member of your family pass on is has got to be it's got to be heartbreaking. So, uh, now we just got to get to the the good part. So we we've talked about the the Tory Lanez trial we talked about the passing of Barbara Walters we talked about the passing of Gangsta Boo we talked about the Lakeith Stanfield situation and we talked about this TikTok challenge gone wrong um so with that let's get into some positive stuff man let's let's talk and uh let's find out what we got planned for the new year um starting off uh what are some of your new year plans if anybody wants to start uh go uh I pretty much just plan to get out of debt <laughs> you feel me or what i've accumulated up to this point mainly just credit cards and stuff um get closer to uh paying my car off uh you know what i'm saying I'm, by 24 or next year i'm trying to be in a house I'm tired of this uh apartment living situation so you ain't uh, you know what i'm saying i got a couple goals that um, um i got lined up uh we're just going to try to knock them out as soon as possible. We're, we're, uh, um, I think I'll go next, you know, okay. um, for this new year, I am definitely going into the, uh, 2023 being intentional. I feel like this year is the year of intention. Um, and I just want to go, I just want to be intentional and, literally every aspect of my life physically mentally emotionally spiritually financially romantically like just being intentional and direct on the things that I want I'm definitely going to continue to push and promote a players club um I'm gonna you know definitely get started as far as you know putting the planting seeds as far as uh my a, a newer sophomore album um, I want my own business. So, you know, all those things I, I want to be intentional. I want to be intentional when it comes down to just having talks with God and just being, you know, seeking him first before I make any other decisions. So that's, that's how my year is going to go. And some people may be a little upset about it. Might be a little upset with me setting boundaries, but that's okay. Protect so, your peace. Protect my I'm gonna be protecting my peace. And that is that. So we're we're I love to hear it. Love to hear it. Sappy, what New Year's plans or goals do you have for this year? Uh definitely to go back to school, you know, get get the degree. That is uh that's the major plan. 
um, and then make money. Come on now, there's too much money out here to make lots of money. Yep. Yeah, that's always the plan. That's always the goal. As you said, there's, there's enough money out here for everybody. So uh, just to get in a little bit of my plans, obviously, I want this podcast to continue to grow and be innovative in any way that we possibly can. Get more co-hosts. Yeah, get, get some more uh, guests on here. Get some more challenging things for us to do. Uh, get some uh, some videos out there for everybody. Maybe even post like start posting these videos on YouTube and uh, hopefully maybe even try to get a website together. That's on the, the list of goals that I have in mind for this pod. Uh, and also, uh, to grow on the other podcast. For, so for those who, again, do not know, I'm a part of two podcasts as well, uh, Shuggle High and Inside the Mind of a Blur. So I'm hoping to continue to grow in those podcasts as well and bring some new and innovative and creative ideas to those pods as well. Also, I'm hoping that by 2020. Four, I can be like law and get a house because yeah, this apartment living is getting a little too uh <laughs> on the expensive side. To be paying damn near mortgage rates on a damn apartment is absolutely insane. <laughs> you feel me? And then it's just like you don't get the privacy you want. Yeah, nah. Uh, twenty four. I'm I will be in a house claiming it now. <laughs> yeah, and whether that house is here or somewhere else, I'm like, man, I'm a. Look, I'm gonna start looking. Uh, 2023. I've also have some ideas as well as maybe, um, if I don't move from this area in 2023, then I am going to be thinking about staying in this area. But, but I do and want to see where there are other opportunities are, and whether that's in DC or whether that's in Charlotte or Atlanta or somewhere. I definitely want to see where the money is and go where the money is and. Do my best to continue to make money, not only for myself, but also for this pod. You know, speaking of which, please be sure that you subscribe to the Patreon. That is patreon.com forward slash chaotic coach pod at any of the four levels, starting at three dollars. It does not matter which one you decide to donate at, but we appreciate your patronage. Um, yeah, <laughs> I had to throw that in there real quick. Um, yeah, we uh, th- those are just some of the goals that I have in mind for for 2023. Uh, are there any predictions for 2023 that I'm making money? <laughs> okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna be in my bag in my bag. Okay, I'm in my bag. Some people are gonna be mad at me, bro. I'm about to be in my bag 2023. That's a prediction. I'm gonna have this money. Hmm. Yeah, you know what? I'm I'm right there with y'all for 2023. I'm I'm hoping for you know to get into this money and to grow in my role or even get promoted or mm-hmm. sh- find a job. Hello. Um. Okay. You know wh- whatever happens, I'm I'm hoping that there is an increase. Uh, I I'm I'm gonna do the prayer of Jabez. Uh, enlarge my territory. Enlarge my territory. I will have my multiple sources of income. Yes. Period. Enlarge my territory. You, you, you know the vibes. You know the vibes. Listen. Enlarge my, my territory. My goodness. Yes. Yes. We're, we're all praying for increase here. Um, Any more 2023 predictions? Do you predict, you know, music, film-wise, show-wise, 
Uh, I have a not a prediction, but a hope. Okay, uh, what's your I hope? I hope that music goes back to talent. Basic Listen, talent. Music, movies. I'm tired of these people books, who are just everything. out here shaking their ass on TikTok and getting record deals. Like, come mm-hmm. on, bro. Mm-hmm. Bring back the talent. Bring back AR. Bring back AR. Bring back longevity when it came back to music. There because we go. That's mm-hmm. it right there. We don't I want have artists a to at least have five albums. Come on now. For sure. For sure. Good albums. Let yes. me rephrase that. You, you ain't lying. Five good albums. Good albums. <laughs> good albums. Yeah, because it seems like most artists nowadays is it's like you get one good hit and then <laughs> barely. Yeah, ba- barely, barely a good hit, if if even that. Uh, I, I'm with you on that one. I'm definitely hoping that people will bring back ARs and people will bring back like actual music development and artist development. Like, please, please don't just put all these artists out on stage not knowing what you know, with them knowing not what the fuck to do. Excuse my language, but yeah, please just have them have a sense of stage presence and performance level where they can keep a crowd hype and active and engaged and also please just make good music because mm. you know there there's a lot of good there was a lot of good r&b out there um some that i knew and some that i missed um as far as rap there was a it was a lot of good rap too but as far as like from newer artists there wasn't a lot out there that was good for it, it like a lot of the rap that came out this uh, past year were from people that we know and mm-hmm. some of it was some of it was me drake um <laughs> i like drake's album i like i'm not it. i'm not talking about her loss her loss was 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 cool no, i'm, I'm talking about, about uh, honestly never honestly, mind what is it honestly never mind yeah i liked it it was different i, I honestly think I honestly think as an artist, if you're able to evolve, then that, I mean, if you're expecting the same thing from your artist who's been in the game for how long, then y'all just crazy. I think Mm. that he took something that, you know, folks was asking for a little bit. They liked some of his dance and pop music and he made an album out of it. I respect it. I respect the vision. I don't respect the execution because for me, I don't expect artists. Yeah, I don't expect artists to do the same thing over and over again throughout their career. I definitely want you to switch up. And him, you know, doing house music that was perfectly fine. It's just that it wasn't good house music. It I wasn't like a good it. album. <laughs> I don't think. I don't think he was trying to do how old school house was though. You have to. You have to look at it as he heard a genre and he tried to make a modern version of it. Well, clearly for me, it didn't work. I'm because, <laughs> <laughs> as I've said before, like if if you want to see an example of how it worked, Beyonce, and yeah, I'm not the biggest fired. Beyonce but he fan. Wrote on but, that album, so technically, you saying Drake House music is good too? Uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When he's working with others, he'll be fine. But when it's just him <laughs> and his own production, mm-hmm. I'm gonna leave that one alone. Um. But in, in either case, there was there was a lot of can we bring of uh, out there. What up? Can we bring uh, R and B back? The, I think like, it's back already. Is it really back? I think this album was very good. I think Ari Lennox album is very. You got to realize, mm-hmm. our, every time a, a genre comes out, it's not going to be what it was before. 
every year somebody's going to evolve or they're going to listen to something we used to listen to in the past and they're going mm-hmm. to build on top of it. So if you're expecting for 90s R&B to come back, that's just not going to happen. Oh, I'm not. We're no longer in the 90s. If you're oh, expecting, no, I'm not expecting 90s. I'm not expecting 90s, but definitely for sure. Just I think that just with so you R&B tell me alone, nobody uh, album that came out that was R&B was good. No, I'm not saying that. Like we had some really good R&B R&B albums. I just want it to be a little bit more la- long lasting than it has been. I mean, we gotta uh, start somewhere. Yeah, I, we gotta I start ha- somewhere. Yeah, I, but, I have a comment. I want the the good R&B that's out there. I want it to be more prominent on these R&B and hip hop stations. Like, right? We know that's just that payola. you pay yeah, some record I, labels to be on the radio, so that's at, just. <laughs> You better get serious XM. <laughs> well, well, this is this is facts. I'm just a little disappointed because like if you listen to any of the local hip hop stations, it's literally they don't play any um male RB anymore. It's pretty much because all pretty much all the rappers that they play sing in their music now anyway. But it's just <laughs> very, very seldom that you will hear an actual male RB artist outside of Giveon on the public radio now. Of course, you can hit up the Sirius XM. You can go to Spotify and you can find all these uh, amazing R&B artists that are out there, male and female. It's just radio literally has this. I just don't think they're mainstream. Make America rap again. That's probably why. (laughs) Because, I mean, I could list off 10 male R&B artists that I think are amazing, but I don't think they're mainstream artists yet. So, of course, they're not going to get put on the radio because not many people are listening to them i don't know maybe not but it's i don't, I don't know if it's so much as it's listening to them it's just that because if you find a good male r&b artist i'll listen to him all day like you go to my 90s playlist it's full of nothing but a mix of women groups male groups and single um artists whether they be male or female like we there are male r&b artists who can you know, really sing and can really capture an audience. It's just radio doesn't play it. Radio would rather play. Uh, I don't want to call it sing song rap, but yeah, that's that's pretty much what we've devolved into is that the, the rappers nowadays, at least in the radio, have captured that market. So. I, I That's just my opinion, though, because uh, I don't want to say anything that I say is above facts, but just from what I've understood of the music industry, I see that. The, the rappers are pretty much dominating that field. And so you don't, there's really not much of a need for male R&B artists, at least not on yeah. the public radio. But as, as Sappy said, there are plenty of R&B artists that are like out there right now that are really good, that just aren't mainstream in, yeah. in, in, our, in at least the Billboard's eyes. I'm going to say it like that. Because anything outside the top, 50 billboard songs is probably not going to get any radio play unless you have like a real real local station that's not underneath a corporation that their their own independent radio station like Hot 91 under Norfolk State. Mm-hmm. So anyway, that is my uh well that's our opinions on or our predictions at least for the music uh industry. Um, I my predictions. I got least, one, one quick thing to say. Speaking of musicians, Rolling Stones put out a list of the 400 best singers, and Celine Dion wasn't on the list. That's all I gotta say. Hmm. <laughs> Rate that. That's interesting. Michael Jackson was 86. Rihanna was 68. Make that make sense? Mm. 
Rihanna was ranked higher than who? Michael, Michael. Jackson. <laughs> you heard me. You heard what I said. Uh, Jesus, keep me near the cross. Baby, this list is... I mean, now, number one is Aretha. I mean, you know, however. Yeah. This but even, even still, to have, one, to have Michael that low is a crime, <laughs> and then two, to have him below Rihanna is even worse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to have Rihanna on the list, no, no, no disrespect. Yeah. <laughs> however, <laughs> to have Rihanna on the list, Mm. That's different. I I want to say it, but that's different. <laughs> Good lord! Oh man, it was the four hundred. What? It was the top two hundred greatest oh. singers of all time. Not even of two thousand twenty-two. Just all, all time. time. All time. Okay, okay, I need to see this list. Where 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 did you find this list? It's on Rolling Stones, baby girl. Let me send you the link. Cause haha, they'll do anything for clout. They just trying to. <laughs> Yes. Ooh, Lord, that reminds it. me. That reminds me. I need I need to go on a little mini rant. Uh so the New York Times had done an article on Kendrick Lamar and they said that Kendrick Lamar was the best rapper of his generation, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. Now, I got to make some comments about this because there were some people who were confused on this generation comment. A lot, a lot of people thinking like, wait, he's the best rapper out of millennials. Um, no, no. And they were starting to throw like different artists out there. Uh, one particular person on Facebook, I'm not going to say any names, but they said <laughs> that uh, greatest rapper of his generation. No, it's got to be uh, Wheezy F Baby for me. And what I said, even I know what generation means. I, th- there it is. There it is. I was like, OK, for one, do you not understand like generations? And then granted, yes. Lil Wayne and Kendrick are both millennials. Uh, is he? Yes, Lil Wayne was born in 82 and Kendrick was born in 87. That's still part of the millennial era. Really? So yeah, they're they're only five years apart. However, in terms of rap, rap does not go by actual year you were born. Rap, there's certain different generations of rap that we have to break down. For example, LL Cool J and DMX. Two years apart, rest in peace of DMX. Literally two years apart. LL Cool J born in 68. DMX born in 1970. But that's two different eras of rap. LL Cool J got famous in the mid-80s. 80s, yeah. DMX got famous at the end of the 90s. Do you compare DMX's rap to LL Cool J's style of rap? Of course not. Even though they both from New York? No. That's two different eras of rap because one came in during the beginning of rap or the early days of rap, whereas one was blossoming in the golden era of rap or was considered the golden era in the 90s. It's not the same thing. Lil Wayne, he got signed to Cash Money in 1995 or 6. He dropped his first album in 1999, his first solo album in 1999, and had an album with the Hot Boys before that. Kendrick got signed to Top Dog in 2004 and didn't drop his first album album until 2011. Are you going to compare The Block Is Hot to Section 80? No. That's two different eras of rap. So I literally had to break it down to that person. It's like, we're not talking about Kendrick being the best out of all the millennials. He's up there, but we're not saying that he's the best out of millennials. We're saying that he's 
the greatest rapper in his generation of rap, which in this case would be those who came in in 2010 and during that that time period between 2010 and 2012 now if you had said you know you think that j cole is the better rapper out of the two that is your opinion i love cole i think kendrick is the better rapper but i love cole and i and you would have had an argument there but to make an argument about wheezy versus kendrick that's two different generations of rap i'm sorry like y'all y'all got to use y'all context clues and really got to think about what that means when we say their generation they're not talking about uh, the years that we were born in this case they're talking about specific eras of rap and hip-hop so i just i had to throw that out there because that really annoyed the hell out of me when i saw that shit on uh, facebook it's like come on y'all like really come like let's let's think about this let's really think about this and i, I had another example okay let's use because we we say that there's different eras in music all the time are you going to compare a DeBarge album to let's say Donnell Jones. Hell no, you, that don't even make sense. And, no. And my point exactly. <laughs> my point exactly. So yeah, I just I just had to throw that out there. It's like ain't ain't no way that y'all are doing this because that, that makes absolutely no sense. One one literally came out in the in the early two thousands. And the other rapper like got famous in 20, 2011, 2012. So it's it's two different eras of rap, in my opinion. But anyway, I just had to throw that little mini rant out there. Johnny was he said that he was supposed to be coming in, but I still no sign of him. So we that literally getting sleep. close to the end. <laughs> yeah, he probably went, went back to sleep. <laughs> yeah, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised. Um yeah, because I tried to I tried to extend it for as long as I could, but it's like, damn, we we really getting to the end here, and he's still not here. Cause I would ask him all of the other questions that I asked y'all today, but well, whatever. If he don't make it, he don't make it. You know. Okay, based off of Rolling Stones, they said that it's based off of influence, not vocals. I still think. At least influence the girlies. Like, come on. Christina Aguilera is 147 on the list, and Taylor Swift is 108. Make that make sense. Brandy is 193 out of 200. Is is this for like 2022 or all time? Like all time, all time. It is the 200 greatest singers of all time. They put Billy Eilish. Eilish, sorry. 200. Burn boy. And they put Brandy at 190 what? 193. Throw the whole fucking list away. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, throw Rolling Stones away. Throw, mm-hmm. throw that shit in the garbage. Fela Kuti, 188. Make it make sense. Ain't no <laughs> fucking way, boy. Who? Chile. Alicia Keys, 185. Oh, Jasmine Sullivan. Oh, geez. They, they better not do her. Oh, what Jasmine yeah. Sullivan's what? 182. SZA. Go ahead and the, stop, 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 stop the presses. Now we gonna stop do the, the, top. Cap. Okay, the top. The ones. cap. The top. Stop the presses because Jasmine should be up there. Jasmine should be up there. We're not now, gonna do her say, like now, that. Now let's say if they're saying influence, it's based off of influence. It's not great. Greatest vocals. 
Okay. Even if it's based on influence, brandy is still way too low. But that's just me. Jasmine is way too low. That the influence on that the the anointing on that woman's voice, like she influences every R and B artist as of right now. But we're gonna we're gonna go to the top ten to see who is influencing everybody. Okay, number one is gotta hear this. Obviously. Uh huh. Number two is Auntie Whitney. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. Number three is Sam Cooke. You bet your damn life. Number four is mm-hmm. Billie Holiday. All right, they're on, they're okay. on track. Number five is Mariah Carey. Number six is Ray Charles. Mm-hmm. Number seven is Stevie Wonder. Number eight is Beyonce. Number mm-hmm. nine is Otis Redding. I think he could have been a little bit lower on the list, but that's my cup of tea. And number 10 is Al Green. Him as well, but you know. It's so there. The top 10 isn't a bad top 10. Mm-mm. It's not a bad top 10. However, are they the Al Green and Otis Redding the most influential of all time? No, because Michael definitely should have been in that top 10. I was going to say, Michael should have yeah. been in that top 10. Uh, he and definitely Little Richard been in that is top close 10. at number 11. I think he, they should have bumped him up in front of the other two, but, you know. Marvin Gaye is marked at 20. I feel like he could be marked higher. Where they put Ray? Did, did Ray Charles make the list? Yeah, he's top yeah, Ray 10, Ray Charles is number nine, I think. I lied. Ray Charles is number six. Oh. Yeah, okay. I knew he was top 10. It's just, that's, that's I think still him crazy. Low Richard should have been back to back, but. Come on. And Elvis right. Presley should have not been on the list, but that's. Um, mm-hmm. He's number 17. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he I got a whole other rant about Elvis Presley that I'm gonna store for another time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Elvis, he could have been down a little bit more, but that's okay. Uh, a whole lot that's more. Fine. That brother, so all he did was steal music. Mary J. Blige is number twenty-five, honey. Claire, <laughs> look, Mary, I'm quiet. Mary had influence. Okay, don't do she that. Did. You're right. She was the we, lady of the nineties. If this is about influence, I'm still stuck at Michael Jackson being in the eighties. I'm like, bro, you're talking about the greatest pop star of all time, arguably. All time. Still, currently, this man, and not too many people ever go diamond, and this man was able to do it like five or six times with two different and albums. Luther Vandross is number thirty-one. I look, I just saw that. Mm. Lord, we could have a whole episode. So just, <laughs> just going through this mm. list. <sighs> I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't understand. I don't understand. But that's okay. Curtis Mayfield is number thirty-eight. Okay, I respect that. All right. The, a lot of these aren't 42. bad. It's just yeah, when you get past the top ten, then it's just like, okay, come on. It's now. just the I, order. I, I think they just threw names together. That's what it sounds like. Because ain't no way Michael is that low if we're talking about influence, man. Ain't, First ain't of all, no Michael way. is after Tony Braxton, after Joni Mitchell. Um, <laughs> all respect to Tony Braxton. She on, still has one of the best debut albums of all time, but come on now. Yeah, they just, they just put a, a collaboration together and needed something to post for the week. Exactly. That was the, that was their their end of the year post. <laughs> like they 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 didn't think this one through at all. N- not at all. Cause like who was who was the curator of the list? Who who cleared this as these like like I want to know who were the 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 yay sayers to this? Who who cleared this list to be released to the public? 
you know they ain't put names. It says by Rolling Stone. They ain't gonna put no names. Because mm. <laughs> <laughs> they would have got a strongly worded email. <laughs> Who's on the committee? I need to I need to answer. <laughs> Yeah, we need to find out who wrote this damn article and and who put this list together. Like, yeah, and and this is this is that's absolute garbage. This is trash, absolute <laughs> trash. I don't even want to talk about it no more. This is like, yo, because the more I hear these names, the more upset I'm gonna get. Because <laughs> this this ain't this can't be real. This cannot be real. All right. Just to I, read what they said, it mm-hmm. says before you start scrolling and commenting, keep in mind this is the greatest singers list, not the greatest voices list. Talent is impressive. Genius is transcendent. Sure, many of the people here were born with massive pipes, perfect pitch, and boundless range. Others have rougher, stranger, or more delicate instruments. Hmm. In all cases, what mattered most to us was originality, influence, the depth of the artist catalog, and the breadth of musical legacy. So you tell me Michael Jackson is still a... <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> The it's death exactly. of our catalog. Okay, let's go back all the way to the Jackson Five and, <laughs> and mm. go all the way up until his death. Like, let's let's really dig deep into his catalog if we're gonna do all of that. Okay, <sighs> but oh, we have to have a Michael Jackson uh, music roundtable. I'm done. Look, we we've, we've talked about that. That we definitely will. Um, we actually had put it up to a vote, and I had him in the uh, vote a couple times, but I think that. Since Sappy said that, uh, you know, that's one that she wants to do, that we will do that. Because I remember last year I said we were doing a TDE one and I didn't put that up to a vote. That was my special request. So Sappy's special request this year will be for us to do a Michael Jackson music roundtable and we will be ranking his discography. Um, do you want to include the Jackson 5 albums uh, as well? Honey, we'll be here all day. Because uh, <laughs> 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 you got the Jackson 5, you got the Jacksons. Uh-huh. Sir. That's like 30 albums already. <laughs> yeah. Y'all talking oh, about a, a, a three-day episode. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. For real. It's like, oh, we got to do the Jackson 5, we got to do the Jacksons, and then we got to do Michael's cat- single catalog by himself. <laughs> we about to do all the seasons. Uh, uh, we got okay, a, a fall episode, uh, a winter episode, it's... a summer and spring. <laughs> hey, hey, okay. Look, we, we did it for Weezy, so, I mean, it can be Jackson, done for Michael. Yeah, we could do the Jacksons through the decades. How about that? Ooh, that's not yeah, a bad we'll, we'll, we'll definitely figure it out. Um, speaking of music roundtable, obviously, uh, we haven't done one in a while, ladies and gentlemen. So, our next one is going to be coming up soon. This time, we are going to cover uh, Erica Badu. Now, it only has seven albums, she only has seven albums, but it's going to be interesting because we're going to have seven people, hopefully on this pod and we're going to rank them from the greatest to the least greatest. So definitely stay tuned for that. Also, we will have another music round table, but what we're going to do is kind of like a tournament. And what we'll have to do is we're going to put the male R and B groups from the nineties and the two thousands. And we're going to have like a little we're going to have some brackets. We're going to do a tournament and we're going to find out who the best male R&B group is. Now, of course, we all have our opinions, but we just we got to do it, man. We got to have some fun with this. So uh, stay tuned. That will be coming later in the year. Uh, and we might actually do that one live on Twitter spaces. So that'll probably be our first Twitter spaces episode. We'll get there when we get there, but stay tuned for that. We got some more 
coming. We also still have to do our own little versus battle. Uh, so what we'll also do on the page is we'll kind of put things up to a vote as what artist discography do we want to go head head for head, pound for pound? Are we doing Nas versus Jay-Z or are we doing Tupac versus Biggie? We can't do Tupac versus Biggie. Biggie only had two albums. Um, but what, what we'll do is we'll pick two artists or we'll pick a slew of artists and you will decide who gets to go up against who. Um, and we'll make sure that the artists have an extensive catalog so that way you guys will be able to vote on which artists we choose to do a versus for. So with that, I think we got the announcements out the way. Uh, any other comments before we get to the rundown? Oh, I was just going to say, I'm definitely here for the Nas versus Jay-Z since we'll probably never get that versus in real life. You you have a good comment, man. They both have an extensive catalog. That that would definitely be uh, a good versus to have, and we'll we'll have to see <laughs> we'll have to see how that turns out because that's definitely going to be interest very very interesting. Speaking of which, um, we're also going to take an opportunity to on our one of our music roundtable episodes, and it might be the Erica Badu one to update a couple of the tier makers because obviously. Neil dropped a new album, Nas dropped two, and Kendrick had dropped one in the last time that we did a uh, their music roundtable. So we will have to do like a quick update and find out where each of those albums belong. Uh, so we'll, whether it's the Erica Badu episode or a future episode, uh, we, we'll get to that. But yeah, Did y'all guys, know that Kendrick was named uh, the greatest rapper of all time? I literally had a whole rant about this. Now, so I said he was the greatest rapper of his generation. You, you did you miss it? Don't do me. <laughs> um, <laughs> don't do me. But yes, I heard it. Yes, I okay. Heard. Yes, yes. Uh, um, we I, I talked about it, and I had to tell people like there's a difference between um being the greatest rapper like in their own generation and being the greatest rapper, like between all of our generations and whatnot, like we can't break generations up by the years that we were born in terms of music. We have to go by certain time periods and eras. We're not going to sit here and compare eighties R and B to nineties R and B because there's a significant difference between the two. There's a significant difference between the style of rap that Lil Wayne came in and progressed. than it was when Kendrick came in. So we, we had to make, I had to make that distinction. So, uh, are there any other comments before we get into uh any new black business highlights? I got a quick question for all of y'all. What's up? Who do you think was the greatest breakout artist of 2022? Hmm. 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 It's a good question. Uh, let's see. Any genre. Any in any genre. Mm-hmm. Oh man, that's that's hmm. It's definitely honestly the- for rap. Um, I've been listening to heavy as of lately. Well, I feel like the biggest breakout star was probably Gorilla. Um yes. Mm-hmm. Uh Glorilla. Um I was thinking either Glorilla or Lotto um, as far as breakout, but go ahead, continue. Lotto. Well, didn't Lotto come out with a mixtape in 21, though? Yeah, she came out with a mixtape Oh, well, I guess 21. her album came out this year. Yeah. Or this, yeah. 
as of recently, Lola Brooke. Yeah. Don't play with it. Don't play with it. And I love that song. Okay. I feel <laughs> like <laughs> I feel like that that has been uh she's definitely doing she's definitely doing numbers for real. She's giving me, she's for she's at this point, she's giving me a mixture of like Foxy Brown and Little Kim vibes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she she going far. Okay. Um yeah, I, I definitely oddly enough, Lola Brooke is actually on one of my playlists here on Spotify. I just haven't like actually gotten the, the chance to listen to her for real for real. So I would definitely do that. Uh as far as breakout, yeah, I think as far as rap, it's it's for me, I think it will have to go to glow. Like that's it's it's really kind of hard to say anybody else as as much as I would, you know, trying to think about it. I think glow is really the the common denominator here um now in terms of r&b i'm a little behind on that one because i i haven't caught any like newer r&b artists did you have one in mind sappy i think money long did pretty good that's fair fair, yeah she did she did do very well she definitely did yeah Very, very very fair very fair assumption uh okay um quick uh, moment of ignorance i thought her name was muni <laughs> i didn't you know the only one you are not the only not one not the only one bro you're not the only one at one point or another we all thought it was pronounced muni but it's pronounced money which okay well um oh come on Steelers. anyway uh i think we've i think we've covered a good bit this episode more than i thought we would so are there any new Business highlights that anybody wants to touch on before we get to this rundown? Not I. Not as of yet. Let's see what 23 brings. New black businesses. Love to see it. Come on. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, um, all right. Well, then let's go ahead and just do the rundown then. So uh, for those who don't know, every year or every episode, good Lord, I'm tired. Um, every episode <laughs> we do uh, a rundown of podcasts and businesses and artists and content creators that have thoroughly at least supported this podcast in one way or another, whether it's vocal support, whether it's by sharing or whether it is uh, by coming on to this podcast itself and presenting themselves or do us doing a highlight on them. So with that, we usually start with our podcast um, at that, NASA will go into black content creators. And I got one to add for you, NASA, whenever you get finished. Um, then, of course, uh, Sappy will do our black artists and Law will do our black businesses. Now, Johnny is supposed to do the podcast right now, but since he is not here, obviously, I have to do it. So with that, got a shout out to the gang. Show go high. You already know that is the anime podcast that we hold on Twitter spaces every other Friday. Be sure that you check us out. We will be back actually this Friday, the six. So definitely check us out on Twitter spaces at either eight o'clock Eastern Standard Time or eight thirty Eastern Standard Time, depending. Uh, definitely shout out inside the mind of a blurred. I'm also a part of that team. So shout out to them over there. Scoop, Steve, Misha, Bo, Johnny as well. All of them. Uh, shout out to Mike Check, Waifu, Waifu, Worst Generation Podcast, and Blanime Podcast. Please be sure that you go and subscribe to their Patreons as well. I am a Patreon subscriber to them as well. Uh, those are great anime podcasts that you should definitely check out 
uh, also Worst Gen and Blanime are also the leaders of Anime After Dark. Uh, definitely be sure that you check out Anime After Dark on Twitter Spaces every Thursday at 9.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Shout out to the Truth and Transparency podcast with Brother X, the Culture Scientist, and Mr. Smith. The session with Jay and Trey. Brutal Honesty with Kay Renee. And also be sure that you check out her novellas under the pen name, Sedona Rose, which are all available on Amazon Kindle. It's So Real with Raquel and Onaji. Dad Needs to Talk with Rob, the father of Vash. Uh, definitely shout out to Rob, man. Rob has been getting me hip to a lot of uh, podcast things and, and how to move forward. So definitely shout out to Rob. Uh, Animalytical, where shit gets critical. Shout out to them, them boys over there. Uh, Huey TC podcast. Shout out to my boy Huey. Geek Set podcast. Uh, and definitely shout out to Anime Junkies, Three Weaves in a Podcast. Uh, one of my uh, our fellow band members uh, is actually a part of that podcast. So shout out to them. Uh, and then, of course, there are a list of other anime podcasts that y'all can check out. So definitely be sure that you check out BlackAnimePodcast.com or the Black Anime Podcast Network, the largest database of Black anime podcasts for your consumption. All right. With that, Nasa, could you please run down our Black content creators? Yes, give me, yes, 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 yes. And so for Black content creators, y'all already know, we're going to first start off with the Black anime with Aaron. Then we have HBCU anime with Evan. Then we have uh, Sunduri with uh, Erica. I, I'm not going to do the nickname, so I'm not going to do the nickname because we're not going to do that. But it's with Erica, so definitely check uh, check her out with that one. Um, then we have Cybers Entertainment. Then we got Tatted Poodle. Then we got the the Geechee Gamer. You know, I'm, you know, I was hit with doing the Gucci Gamer, but you know what? It is the Geechee Gamer. <laughs> so definitely go and check them out. Okay. Um, Icarus Metro Comics with Calvin. Then we have uh, Studio Maho with Pat and Yin. Um, we got Soul, aka Humble Southern Soul Brother. Um, and last but not least, we have Hub Taku. So definitely go check all of these content creators out. They got some really amazing stuff going on. So. Yeah. Thank you for that, Nasa. With that, I also want to add to the list, and I'll be sure to send this updated list here to you. Uh, gotcha. We just had an episode uh, featuring uh, Shelby, a.k.a. Simply Janine. Uh, please be sure that you check out her pages at Simply Janine or Simply Janine and Roads Less Traveled. Uh, she is a travel creator and she's actually getting ready to start uh, streaming. So definitely shout out to her. She uh, and then we'll update the list as as we go along because she's a part of some other things as well. But definitely shout out to Shelby. Uh, black artists, please go ahead and uh, give us our rundown of black artists. Happy. Yo, yo, yo. So first of all, we got our very own NASA. Make sure y'all stream Players Club. It's on all streaming platforms. Yep. We got our boy Scoozy, Jack Union, Phil.me. We also got Ellis Quinn, RJ Stackhouse, Quarter, Tyreek Leak Jr., the whole government name. Make sure you stream all his music. We also got my, my little sis, Ari Lachelle. And we got Zach Hine with Fortresses. We also got Elena. Make sure you guys stream her new EP. And we also got our girl, Zainab, who has a new song out. Uh, it's not new, fairly new. <laughs> Make sure you guys stream that as well. All right. And then finally, our black business shout outs. Law, if you could give us that rundown. All right. All right. All right. We got Already Paid by Dre, Fresh Nerds, Rich Mom by Timo, KSS Brand by Christina, Cream Cosmetics by Naima, Mind Over Money by Tremaine, Studio Maho by Pat Yen, 
Daphne Benford Smith, Benford Smith, sorry, with uh, Studio Maho and Creed and PLLC, Concept Moon by Strange Keith, Sea Designs 2 by Aaron, Black Magic Lit Wands by Lo and T, H4 Creative by Zenobia, Real Estate 1 by Meredith, Sold by Bell by Mariah, and then, uh, like I said, we're looking for some more Black businesses. So if you have something or you're up and coming with your business, let us know at uh, Chaotic Culture Pod on all platforms. Indeed, indeed. So with that, if there be no other announcements, be sure that you like, share, and subscribe to the Chaotic Culture Podcast on your favorite digital streaming platform. Once again, be sure that you subscribe to the Patreon for early access to the podcast and bonus episodes of the podcast. You can subscribe at any of the four levels listed. Once again, we appreciate your support. You can follow our Chaotic Culture Podcast page on Facebook at Chaotic Culture Podcast. You can also follow us on Instagram at Chaotic Culture Pod and follow us on Twitter at Chaotic underscore Culture. You can follow me, Ked the Pro, that's K3D the Pro on all social media. You can follow Ms. Nasa at underscore call me Nasa on all social media. Lost taking a social media break. Please be sure that you also follow Sappy on all social media at Scraps14. And then you can follow Johnny on all social media at J Lee Trey, including TikTok. And this has been another edition of the Chaotic Culture Podcast. So until next time, folks, remember, embrace the culture, chaos rules. Be blessed, be safe, have a wonderful new year, and God is love. Deuces. Peace. Look, it's chaos in these streets, so let's talk about it, please. Let's hold some conversation. You see where I'm coming from. Yes, it's so amazing. Go on here, get comfortable. You can grab a seat, take a load off your feet. Yeah, welcome to the table. We don't tell no lies over here. This ain't no fable. We just live our lives over here. We ain't no angels. We just shine our light over here. We got the power. Uh, we just showing love over here. Cause everybody needs.